welcome to the Lost Cause podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your DM, Josh Wilkinson, uh, joined as always by my <laughs> my amazing friends and guests. Uh, I'm joined by Harris. Halcyon State Raised. Oh, I feel special being called amazing. And Kale. Hello, it's Squeep. You know me. And Jade. It's Tria, and uh, this is uh, a predicament that we're in. Hey, Lexus. Scoot, scoot. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> you can tell this is going to be a Perfect wild session. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we are it shows, how, it shows how out of touch I am, but the scoot, scoot thing to me sounded like a train whistle. I was like, oh, we're pulling into station. Uh, <laughs> dream accomplished. I'm now a train. <laughs> Dream accomplished. <laughs> I like trains. Uh, that's right. And if your dream is to get your review reviewed, why, that's a thing that we do as well. Harris, I believe we have a review to review. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, if you want us to review a review, then review us. You can do it on iTunes. There's an engagement thing on Spotify. You can get in touch with us on our socials at Lost Cause Pod across all socials. Or, um, you can send us an email at lostcosspod at gmail.com. You know by now. And if you don't, well, now you do. So this review comes to us via the medium of Spotify on episode 17. What have you done? Uh, and this is a comment from Keegan Durant, uh, which reads, I do not skip the review 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 of review part. But I also, but also, I commented on a previous episode, and now fear in three months' time when I reach recent episodes that I'll get called out. Hope our Nepalese buddy is safe. What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> the this review gave me a, a single tear shed uh, for our Nepal listener that is no longer with us. Um, R.I.P. Don't know where you went. Wish you'd come back. Thanks for the review. So is your um, scale tears now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there was a whole bit about it, remember, like, last week for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like this review. Uh, it feels like so long i forget that there are people who are catching up to the podcast now and i'm like saw that there was a thing had to scroll back ages to find it uh welcome mate it's good it's fun that you're taking part in a bit that i can't remember so <laughs> so it'll be cool when you catch up to this and you comment on it again and then I, i'll be again out of the loop with the bit so i give this a oh, it's really hard to not just do pride of the south all the time i need to come up with a new <laughs> review system um, oh, I don't know. What's the Tui one? Manga Tanoka or something? Or there something. you go. That's my review. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you about three and a half skateboards. No, three and three quarter skateboards. Um, and I've got a question for you. Are you related to Kevin Durant? <laughs> 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 Yeah, are you related to questionably the greatest basketball player yeah, are on you? the planet? I would like to know. Please respond with your answer. Um, but yeah, great review. Um, yeah, our, our friend, I don't know where he is. He doesn't call anymore. I think he broke up with us. They, I think they <laughs> I broke think up with us. canonically they died. I think canonically they died. Yeah. But who knows? It's a sad time. Should we take a, a, a three-hour silence? <laughs> that's the whole podcast yeah. out of respect and if now, you I, don't like it you're in the wrong <laughs> I, that that edit sounds great to me actually <laughs> um i i'm with jade uh, i'm very sad that we've uh, lost our most famous nepal listener uh, you know if you listen to this you know Shout out to us again so we know that you are alive and well. We have all been very worried, especially Harris. We all know that he was getting ham on that for a while. Uh, but it is good to know that, you know, the listeners are enjoying our weird reviews that we take. <laughs> We've just decided that this guy has disappeared. So obviously it is fact. Um, I'm just going to give you a little shout out trophy. Like, you know, 
it is it is quite cool being taken back to some of the episodes that obviously for us is a very long time ago <laughs> yeah i am actually a big fan of the like lagged um like comments right like it's almost like taking a trip down memory lane eh? mm, very much so yeah yeah. Like the fan I art. missed every mm. week talking about Nepal. That was my yeah. favorite bit of Harris's, quite frankly. <laughs> Maybe now we it's should gone. just pretend that there is a listener from Nepal still. Hmm. Things to think about. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could just start doing it again. We can just say <laughs> that he's there. We can say we've got heaps of listeners in Nepal. <laughs> Who would who would know? Out of who look, would possibly question us? It's not often as the as you know as the DM I put my foot down, but I think this this issue, guys, we can't pretend to have Nepalese listeners. That does a disservice to our our dedicated Nepalese listener. That I mean, for all we know, just moved. Stop. They might have just moved. <laughs> they may not have died. Countries? They may have moved to another place. They moved to what is it? South Africa. That that's where all of the listeners are. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot there, it seems. Shout Hello out from New Zealand. Shout out to Biltong, eh? Oh, Big stuff. Yeah. Biltong slaps. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my, only... Actually, I uh, go back. That's my review. Shout out to Biltong. <laughs> that's my review. <laughs> Edit out any of the journey to that point. Just Biltong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to round off our reviews, uh, I'd like to give this review two thumbs up and a fun fact about Nepal. Did you know that Nepal has eight of the world's ten tallest mountains? That's pretty fun. Something really cool. cool. When they, you know that song, that famous song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough? They weren't in Nepal because eight of the ten highest mountains are in Nepal. So that's fun. All right. But you were in Nepal, and then it makes the song even more dramatic. Oh, and then but the you, yeah, mountains you don't moved. even know. You don't know what enough is. No, you don't know what enough is to the writer's perspective. God, that's so deep. I think about that every day. Anyway, thanks, Keegan. Keegan Durant. I can't believe I didn't make the Kevin Durant connection before. I'm sure a lot of people have done that, and I'm sure you hate it. So thanks for sending <laughs> us the review. Uh, again, if you want to review us, do the things. Uh, okay, thanks. Bye. Oh no! Wait, we've got to do an episode. Right? <laughs> yeah, now I now we begins were just doing silence. Now begins the three-hour silence, uh, which Harris will just edit out, so it won't be it won't be very very long for everyone at home. But if you want to pause the podcast and have three hours yourself, we can't stop you doing that. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> now that the three hours silence is over, uh, let's move over to the recap for last episode. Lexus takes away. Oh, well, last episode, we opened with Giggles having a dream of his home in the forest. Him and Crixie then had a little bit of a fun moment when she woke him up before she headed to bed. Nothing went wrong. Everything was fine. <laughs> like The next morning, they were all woke up and headed out to the desert, Halcyon forgetting the very important water, and then seemed to try to make up for it with 90 minutes of awkward conversation with Crixie before the other two showed up. <laughs> When they headed out into the desert, unfortunately, the heat took a bit of a troll, a bit of a toll on Tria due to her fur, leaving her a little bit exhausted before we ran into a little Bodian trying to get us killed. It's very mean. Great for us, unfortunately for him, that didn't go so well before we continued our journey. And so... We're back into it. The party fleeing. There's a flash of light as Squeeb, you cast, you finish casting your spell on Tria. I sure do. And we're sprinting away, right? We got away. We got away fine. Unscathed. Yeah, that, that, um, the cactus is, it turns out it was just a normal cactus. And we were just hallucinating, right? No, it turns it out sounds the hallucination. Like walking. <laughs> the hallucination is the idea that you were safe. This creature is massive, has long strides, <laughs> and that's why the <laughs> is spread out. You turn quickly; it is still chasing you. It is bearing down on you, and it looks like a single strike from this behemoth might be enough to topple a party member. With Tria teleported in front, she is for the moment safe, as she's the furthest away. But the rest of you are still in danger. I will say, as you are all running through the Puaha Sands, you will be able to act, but anything you do to act 
will slow you down and allow this creature to catch up to whoever takes an action. So, does it does it seem like we're running a little bit faster than this creature at the moment? At a glance, you turn, you see the creature. You're traveling at about the same pace as you guys dash, so does the creature. However, it will get tired long after you do. Um, will those of us who are on steeds, uh, I squeeb and myself. I uh, swear to God. Um, uh, will we get slowed by doing action? No, you will not. Yeah, great. That'd be, if only that meant anything for Halcyon, because he has no offensive spells. Cool. I'm just <laughs> continuously casting Firebolt, and if that doesn't, like, if it seems ineffective, Toll the Dead, um, and then if that seems ineffective, I'm going to start casting actual spells. Yeah, roll me an attack roll to hit with Firebolt. Oh, I'd love to. That... is that that is an 11 an 11 ooh that might actually let me double check creature's massive yeah Grixia yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay I have a question is Halcyon actually doing that or are you doing that as a joke while we wait for Josh I'm afraid of the answer either way. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need an answer either way. Uh, I think that he is doing it um, and he's like like a jockey he, with his legs dangling down the front of your shoulders, sitting on you like a little toddler. Like a jockey, he's kicking at the back of his heels into your kind of shoulder blade. And like, run faster. Go, Crixia, go. Yeah. Crixia throws him. (laughs) (laughs) She throws him forwards, at least. Doesn't throw him backwards, which you should count yourself lucky. It's the Pokemon evolution of throwing Halcyon's shit. It's the book and now him. (laughs) As you toss Halcyon forward, uh, I I won't make you roll an athletics check. Halcyon, roll me an acrobatics check to land. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine this is going to happen. You arch your body, you tumble. <laughs> Without losing any momentum, you are on your own feet, but you are running at the same pace that everyone else is. Such uh, grace. With such grace. It's, it's as though it was like a choreographed dance move. I've been like a ballet throw and I've landed and kept running. There is a moment where you can't help but wonder how many times Halcyon has been thrown for him to have this perfect response. (laughs) Halcyon sees it as like, he turns and locks eyes with Crixia and like mouths as he's a bit ahead. Thank you. Because he feels like Crixia has done like a selfless thing being like, I'm going to throw you ahead to get you further from danger. Really looking forward to the moment when Halcyon realizes that we all run faster than he does. Oh, fuck. That's gonna. Oh, no. <laughs> um, when Crixia does catch up, she lets him panic for a little bit because fuck you, Halcyon. But picks him back up. And... But doesn't put it back in his shoulders, like sideways under the arm. <laughs> like a fucking rugby ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's lost rights. <laughs> she told him, don't call her that. He's uh, lost rights. From, from toddler to object, I'll take it. <laughs> um, that's every woman's experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Oh. My God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh man. Okay, do I do the recap now? Or. Ah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, scathing. 
<laughs> so does an 11 hit? <laughs> yes! Um, yo! An 11, <laughs> 11 just hits the creature. Roll damage. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> uh, that is 6 fire damage. Uh, the bolt of fire crashes into this creature. You see you burn off some of the, like, the thick, dense prickles, the thorns that form the outer coating of this creature burn away. But you see right off the bat that this method is going to take a while. So though the creature doesn't close in on you and you will eventually be able to wear it down, you'll be here for a while, Squeeb, just pelting this creature with firebolts. Yep. We be running. And... I mean, if, if it's not going to slow us down, I'm just going to keep pelting it. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would this count as, like, non-magical vegetation? Huh. That is a very interesting question. I'm going to say no. There's definitely a magical element to the animation of this cactus. At this moment, as Squeeb is throwing his firebolts, the creature continues the chase. I need everyone who's at the back, so that will be uh, the steeds. I need uh, Crixia. I need you to roll me an athletics check. Squeeb, I need you to roll an athletics check for foresight. Um, I will uh, look up from my position as a rugby ball uh, into Crixia's eyes and go, please don't let me die. Uh, and I'll give you bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Foresight got a 21. That's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, 21. With a 21, with both of you getting 21s, you are able to maintain your pace. You do not slow, despite the fact that the creature isn't too far behind you, despite the fact that the Puaha sun is at its zenith and it is bearing down on you. You manage to stay out of this creature's reach for long enough that eventually the firebolts shot from Squeeb are enough to deter the creature. And though it has only sustained minor injuries, it stops chasing you all, is completely still for a second, and then buries itself in the sand throwing its arms down, spinning in a circle, and moving enough sand that it sinks back in. And within a few more moments, it looks just like any other cactus in the middle of the Puaha Desert. Does it, like, corkscrew into the sand? Yeah. That's dope as shit. (laughs) How big is it now it's in the sand? Uh, Now that the, like, the legs of this creature, because its legs are disproportionately small, are buried... Uh, it's still like 10 feet tall but from a distance it looks like any other cactus hearing the cactus finally bury itself Tria just like trips over her own feet and like (laughs) face plummets into the sand (laughs) what I was in a void and I I was being chased and Right. I don't know if I can stress this enough. I def- I don't encounter magic on an everyday basis, and as much as I appreciate it, that was horrifying. Thank you. But oh my god. Crixie wow. will put Halcyon down, Get help used Trey to it. up, and dust her off. Trey <laughs> <laughs> is just like wiping sand out of her eyes. And she, slowly her breathing comes back to her please let's just get as far away from that thing as possible I don't want to stop if I stop I'll collapse again Vil that seems very logical to me turns to Halcyon I will pick you back up on shoulders but call me Steed I will not throw you forward next time Ah, very well. Apologies, didn't mean to cause offence. I thought it was just a a term of endearment for you desert wanderers, you know. No different to the animals that travel the plains. 
shoves his face into the sand. I'm gonna, Bro, I'm gonna say there's, there's a roll off. There's a roll off here. So this is gonna be athletics versus, uh, I'll say acrobatics from Halcyon. So athletics Order on Crixia's part. Mule. Not too bad. 17. Oh, Natural 20. Come on. Damn it. 21. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <You> still <laughs> beat me. <laughs> what? What? I've already told you twice. Do not call me that. And I am aware that with your little things that you do not know when you're insulting someone. But calling me just because I live in the desert basically a mule I will cut out your tongue noted did not mean to cause offense again you never do apologize no honestly you never mean to cause offense but you do and you are not learning call me one more time and I will cut out your tongue alright Grixia settle down that's fine Uh, there's more important things this, I'm not going to go up on your shoulders after you've pushed me over. I'm going to go, there's more important things to discuss here right now. And Halcyon pulls his book out uh, and is going to start taking notes. As he basically is going to conduct an interview. Tria, Squeeb, what the hell happened? How did you do that? I knew you could stop time, Squeeb, but... Why are you being coy? <laughs> You teleported. Be specific, I cast like 73 spells in that whole dash. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of them were basic cantrips. One of them teleported someone. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. I knew you could stop time. You know, it's just something I've had up my sleeve. Um, Have you done that before? I've never needed to. Okay. And... So I'm you didn't not know that to it be was safe. Terrified that I was a <laughs> I, test subject. I did know it was safe. Oh my god, you unmagic folk! I knew it was safe. I just never cast it on. I'd seen it cast before, but I'd never casted it. Who had cast that spell before when you'd seen it? Someone in a magic school. Hmm. I'm sure. I can't actually remember. I don't think I knew them, to be perfectly honest with you. I just have a memory of someone casting that spell before, um, and I saw it in the book, knew what it was, so I I prepared it. Um, Well, it seemed to be quite effective. Treya, being displaced, um, no ill effects to you? Any nausea, lightheadedness? I mean, outside of the exhausted from the desert I can't tell right now it might be overlapping maybe if it was attempted on somebody that wasn't already dying of heat stroke (laughs) a little bit dramatic there but I know you are a performer so that's fine Um, well I'll keep an eye on you and uh, and I have now access to healing uh, magics if if you do need it. But um, yes, yeah, interesting, very very interesting. Further, is this is this linked in with your time magic squeeze? Is this if you've seen other people do it? Potentially not. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Let me just hmm. look at the book. This may just be my imagination. So, give me a second. Yes, no. I must say again, while you uh, review your tome, um, very well done, everyone. Good job again, uh, besting uh, creatures from the wilds out here. Well done to all of you. Yeah, it's definitely got nothing to do with my time, magic. Oh. Just confirming we're walking during this conversation, right? <laughs> yes. Cool. Well. Hmm. Halcyon lets his kind of uh, scientific interest in this magic wane uh, just long enough to remember that he hates being where he is and starts getting a little scared again. <laughs> uh, and just head on a swivel as he's looking around being like, is there fucking anything following us? Is there 
stupid cactus or other things that could be monsters. Just want to have a good any, old uh, look around while we're walking. Any stray magic missiles out here? <laughs> any stray magic missiles? <laughs> Uh, yeah, everybody except for Crixia, roll me a perception check. Crixia, roll me a survival check. Hey. That's a 20 for Halcyon. Dirty 20. 24. Oh, um, no. That's a 19 for Squeeb. <clears throat> that's a 6 for Crixia. <laughs> she's still pretty <laughs> fucked off <laughs> yeah she, she's more focused on trying not to kill him because she promised yeah. she wouldn't <laughs> I love that uh, Crixia your fists are, cl- are clenched you are like staring at the ground right now to try and steady yourself um, and as such it's hard to sort of formulate the long term plan um, but you take a quick glance around and Except for the cacti in the distance, nothing really jumps out at you as, as setting off any alarm bells. Uh, for the rest of the party, with very high perception, I suppose because you're all a bit on edge, considering the giant cacti that nearly squished you all, um, as you glance around, with a lack of desert knowledge, nothing else jumps out at you as as dangerous as a threat. Um, but I think it all kind of occurs to you as you take this proper look around that without a guide who actually has experience in traversing this desert, this patch of sand could look like any other patch of sand. Without a guide of of a sort here, it would be so easy to get lost and just walk in circles. How's he going realizing that it's just going to just just quicken his pace slightly up to Crixia and just go, hey, Crixia, I just really wanted to quickly just again apologize. Uh... I know you say I don't mean offense, and yeah, I'm still learning. Again, didn't mean to call you a steed. Thought it was a term of endearment. Again, really apologize. Very grateful that you're here. Uh, you know, very thankful that you carried me and offered to do that. That was very kind of you. And just continually, like, anxiously try to get you back on side, realizing the, the clear thought of being like, if I'm alone out here with a guide, oh boy. <laughs> things are bad can i can i insight check to see if you're genuinely apologizing or you're just like i kind of need you (laughs) sure sure no no i have terrible insight oh 11 (laughs) i'm hard to read (laughs) (laughs) crixia listens to your rambling for a good few minutes just giving you kind of like the side eye and then eventually she sighs. Vil, Halcyon, I know that you have stated previously that uh, you're not used to speaking to us. So I will accept your apology again this time. But no, it is not a term of endearment being reduced to an animal for future reference. I will write it in the book and ensure that I don't forget it. Is there a term of endearment that I can refer to you as? Well, I don't know. I suppose the amount of times you've called it to me, I've slightly warmed up to Desert Wanderer. If you want to... Perfect. I shall continue with Desert Wanderer. My desert saviour. Out here. As I, like, wipe sweat (laughs) from my goblin brow. How how are your feet doing? Would you like a lift? Uh, I, um... Potentially later, I, I think it's probably good uh, for me to stretch them. It's I usually try to get my steps in, so... But thank you again for offering, it is very kind. Crixia nods and unclenches her fists and keeps guiding. With that minor reconciliation, I will let you re-roll your survival check. Oh, thank god. <laughs> I'm gonna get better this time, hey guys? I'm gonna get so much better this time. <laughs> It'd be hard to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not very good at maths, but I think five is worse. <laughs> because of your experience, a failure of this magnitude will basically just mean a delay. Um you guys aren't going to get trapped in this desert. It just you get a little turned around after running away from that creature. So it takes you a bit longer to reach your destination. But once you realize your mistake, it's not too much of an issue to correct it. 
so a little bit behind schedule uh you guys approach the exterior of Lamtalus lab uh, first in the distance you see fields of cacti green orange and red all bearing abundant pear-like spiked fruit uh, as you approach these fields you see that they are tended by elderly dragonborn human and kobolds all workers wearing very light baggy robes and large sun hats as you move through these fields you see that the workers all share a very peaceful if maybe a little empty look as they silently harvest the fruits around you uh halcyon you more than anyone else would recognize these fruits they're effectively what make up the majority of the diet for the people that live in titan um you being a uh a copper tier citizen would be able to afford nicer food but most iron tiers who stick to the city interior would uh eat these fruits they are very nutritious um but they're like a like a thick like rooty like kind of tofu they're like flavorless colorful and very tough um do they have a name yeah, you would know them as nobles, uh, which is may have originally been a Bodian name, but has for sure been claimed by Titan. Uh, as the Halcyon is examining the fruit, Tria wants to examine the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird. No, uh, okay. Tria, Tria wants to like look over the like groups of elderly people just for a vibe check see how they're doing uh, I reckon they're fine <laughs> yeah see yeah. see they're participating in any conversation that she can pick out see if they are healthy and happy and homely roll me in this is like two very different angles uh, you can do either an insight check or a medicine check whichever you think is more pertinent Hmm. 25 for an insight check. Oh boy. There as you really study these faces. I'll say there's a like an elderly human woman, um darker skin, wrinkled, um in the same garb as everyone else. And as she sort of almost glides past you, you notice that as she picks the fruit though the fruit themselves have sparse uh, spikes she pricks her finger and there is no reaction at all as she grabs it and drops it into the basket and how many people are working these fields uh, sorry there are probably hundreds of people working here Um, it's hard to get a proper number on them because they're moving and these fields are vast um For these three, there's effectively uh, three separate fields, one for each color of cacti. Um, And this is, again, roughly enough food here to feed half or more of the people in Titan. As, just to finish off, as this woman moves past you, Tria, um, her eyes don't really move in their sockets. They're like staring perfectly straight ahead. And as she turns her head, they don't linger on you at all, as if you aren't there. Is Are these fields all or majority elderly people? With your insight, uh, as you glance around, every single person you can see is would definitely be considered elderly for their respective species. Tria's gonna sidle up to Crixia. Uh and like very hushed. I've heard rumors. I never thought I'd make it out in this place. And I always thought it was a bunch of drunk people in a bar. But I've heard 
rumblings that Titan is shipping their elderly into a retirement facility, in air quotations, in attempts to get them out of Titan and make them useful. I'm not saying that we do anything, but I thought it would be good if at least one other person had this information. Well, that does definitely seem like something that the city would do. Then Tria will, in the same hushed tone, trying to describe how airily these elderly are, like, moving around. Could, with with Tria, like, relaying the knowledge um, that... <laughs> Tria blatantly missed. Um, could could she try to do like some kind of check to see if whether like um it's some kind of like charm, like some kind of magic that's affecting them? Yeah, roll me an Arcana check. I'll say you guys are sort of like, you're taking your time, but you are slowly moving through these fields, just studying different individuals as you move. You know, guys, I I may just cancel out of this session with that natural <laughs> one. And I feel natural. like we're going to need a super cap of all your rolls. Yeah, you know what? You guys don't just need me, right? We're recording. only in the desert. Just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a D&D moment to be like, oh, this is when my character shines. That's a six. That's a five. That's a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I see really lie to you all. Crixie has actually never been out in the desert. <laughs> it's, just where, it's just where her house is. <laughs> like, it's just her aesthetic. It's the only place you can afford. <laughs> yeah, the mortgage rates were low. To be fair, Arcana... It's not exactly your expertise. No, it's not. I'll say that if this is magical, though your role is low, if this is magical, it is very subtle magic. There are no glowing eyes. There are no radiating waves of energy. It is very mild. Well, we we won't actively do anything now, of course, but... uh... Maybe once we've started talking to uh, the more important people, we can get more of a judge of what's going on. And you and I can make a choice of something that we'd like to do and potentially talk to Squeeb as well. That sounds fair. We should just get on with the mission to start with. I will, uh, I'll keep an eye out for anything else unusual as much as I can. Yeah, Tria will, like, break apart from Crixia and then just continue to scan the fields. <laughs> yeah, it is the same thing regardless of the subject. Um, whether it be a small kobold or a tall dragonborn, that same very, very mellow, very neutral expression. Um, you see on closer inspection, the closer you can get without interfering with them, you see that they don't have gloves to be picking all of the spiked fruit. Um, a lot of them have have wounds that have sort of scabbed over time on their hands. Um, and again, that same eerie feeling that nobody's home. Uh, as you reach the end of the fields, on the horizon stands a semicircular stone arch that pierces the skyline. At the top, at the apex of this, there are small glass windows. Uh, from this distance, you only see a small blue-scaled speck inside a single creature. Uh, but that is easy to forget, because right beneath the arch is a cloud of monochromatic veil, 40 feet in diameter. Squeeb, what have you been up to? <laughs> I can guarantee you I have never been out here before. He is telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Crixia just straight up just immediately sees it, looks straight at Halcyon and Squib. Because. Let's give that a wide berth. Wait, just just for Harris's context. So it's like a tower 
Mm-hmm. And it's, right it's, out the front of the tower? It's like an arch. And then in, in the middle of the arch, where there is no building, is a cloud of veil. So the, the veil doesn't touch the building, but the building has clearly been built over the top of it. Um, hmm. It seems like they've built around the veil, which, from what you've mentioned, Squeeb, sounds reckless and dangerous. Well, I mean, I feel like as long as they're not touching the veil, they should be okay. Hmm. Is there anything in that book about Squinton coming out here and, I don't know. Hey, hologram Squinton. Ah, Have hello. You, has, has Squinton ever been out here? I have no recollection of ever being in this location. Are you sure no one else knows time magic? Because there's some veil over here that I didn't create. Well, I could only postulate based off of the projections. If things have gone well, ideally many Bodians know time magic. Oh. Oh, no. So just to get a, just to get a check again, DM, how large is this veil? It is uh, 40 feet in diameter. So 20 foot radius, fireball sized. Cool. Horrifying. Well, I suppose that is where we are headed. Right? The, act, you, like, we, don't know, we should act like we don't know what this is, okay, guys? Yes, of course, but just just to make sure, you want us to go inside the horrible mist thing that we've been warned against? No. no, I don't want us to go in it, but we have to go closer to it. Ah, okay, cool. I just, when you said that's where we're going, I had a bit of a panic. Although maybe Tria could go in it now, since she's been, you know, warped through time or something. Uh, no! Maybe, she'll be, maybe you'll be immune to it. No. I, I doubt! Why Seriously are you trying to get doubt. our friends killed, Halcyon? I'm not, I'm, I'm simply trying to do scientific research. Of you are smarter than that. About. I'm not gonna be a guinea pig, surprisingly That's... enough. That's fine. I don't want for the second time in one day me suggesting that a human uh, humanoid is an animal to cause more problems for myself. <laughs> so that's fine. We'll all just continue on uh, as planned. We'll get close. I'm sure that Lamb Talith will, uh, in her divine greatness, will know of our approach and will come to see us or will invite us up somehow. So we're pretending we don't know what this is? Like at all? Exactly. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, what is? so, so very loudly, not like to the point where it seems like she's trying to be loud, but louder than they're obviously talking. Being like, "Hmm, that's very unusual. I've never seen anything like that before." And then just <laughs> beeline straight to it. Okay, look, because realistically, if we didn't know what it is, right? It's weird. No one's ever seen that. So why would you stay? You'd be like, "Huh." I one hundred percent agree with you, and I would like a performance check. Yeah, that's that's what that's what got me. I think it's a great idea, but I don't know if Grixie is the right person to be doing it. Well, no one else did it. All right. As we're as we're walking up as well, knowing uh, Halcyon, knowing that we will be seeing um, a grand Pentorum member, just gonna start putting press digitations across everyone to make them look all tidy and presentable. Lexus looks like Lexus rolled real well. Looks like Lexus is gonna need to use some time magic. You're gonna have to do. It. Some superstitious mumbo-jumbo to those dice, I think, homie. How's a four? Sorry, how's a five? (laughs) You start going through puberty. Um, Your voice breaks. (laughs) It couldn't be less convincing. I've never seen anything like that before. That was 100% worth it. Um... (laughs) No, I think I think as you're speaking, the wind picks up a little bit and throws like a bit of sand into your mouth as you're speaking. It fully interrupts. Well, I've the never sentence. seen it. <laughs> Perfect. Why? Why? Yes, Crixia, that is quite strange. Uh, Just gives a who... thumbs up as she's choking profusely on sand. 
Wait, mm. hang on. Sorry. Crixie can't choke on sand. It can't get into <laughs> it. can't. <laughs> so I, I understand the concept of Because <laughs> you're, you're wearing a scarf. She bandanas her face. <laughs> I just thought it was like, yeah, Crixie's got a feet. Which <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I, I took a feet, guys, that yeah. I forgot to tell you. She No, because, yeah, like as soon as she goes to the desert, sorry, yeah, she puts her... That's like a standard thing for her, so she sorry, she can't. It gets into her eyes. Her eyes start watering. Um, she starts crying a little bit. Something's it's legitimately in her eyes. It's fine. Hi, yeah. Continue with my prestidigitation as we walk to make us all look as presentable as possible as we yeah, progress on towards Namtalith, I guess. Either side of the arch is inlaid with stairs that can be used to climb up to the office at the top. Uh, a fall from the top would be painful, but survivable. Uh, you'll have to go single file. So I want to know what order you guys are going up the stairs in. Um, can Foresight fit on these stairs? No, Foresight cannot fit on these <laughs> stairs. <laughs> Foresight's going to climb up the stairs then. He's got a climbing speed of 30 feet. Yeah, roll me an athletics check. Squeep, 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 squeep. Blocks just, the uh, stairs hold for hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to leave Foresight down here. Um, I understand that. I respect where you're coming from. I don't from, think you but do. Also, just if you would, please just allow me just to, if you were to just put yourself in the position of a Pentorum member. All uh, right. And you would see um, a giant animal walking into your office. Uh, if it was not a foresight, great look. it would be welcomed. I think that you're still in your own shoes there, friend. I um, don't know if I am. Squeeb, if it would make you more comfortable, I'm not very good at talking to these people. Would you like me to stay behind with Squeeb? And then I can also keep eye out for anything else going on. Stay behind with Foresight? Sorry, did I say stay behind with Squeeb? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Yep, stay behind with you. I can go. I'll stay behind with you. <laughs> yeah, Foresight. Me and Squeeb will just hang out. It's fine. Sorry. Foresight's uh. the greatest diplomat of all time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd say yes to anything from that lizard. Like... All right. <laughs> okay, guys, stop turning everything sexual. Come on. <laughs> stop saying things that can be I... interpreted that way. Like, I was so... just laughing. I was just laughing at the idea of Foresight being the diplomat and everybody being like, all right, Foresight, yeah. you're all funny. And then him just being like, <laughs> and then Lamp Town being like, oh, that's very reasonable. Yeah. Negotiating world, world peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we need to find uh, we need to find an awakening scroll. I tell you, we got to turn Foresight into a... <laughs> Please. Um, Squeep. <laughs> Squeep, I just... Look, I understand that we're a collective here, but I'm just... I, I, I'm, I'm begging you, man. <laughs> Please. I already agreed to leaving him here with Crixia. You don't need to ramble on so much, man. Come on. I missed Let's it. Go I up missed the stairs it. already. I've got. St- I'm stress breathing about seeing yet again another Pentor member. I'm sorry, I missed it. Thank this you. This is very the fourth much. one. When are you going to get used to this? Is it the fourth one? I can't tell. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, and I won't ever get used to it. They are as close to my god as I can get, other than when I died. Uh, so, uh, uh, how's it all just? Can I there? insight check now? You can. <laughs> I'm gonna do it till I every die. time. Every time. <laughs> I'm here for it. I will also say the thing you are insight checking will only give you insight onto Halcyon's feelings about the subject because he's just giving you his opinion. I don't care. Um, fuck. That's an 11. Yeah, I got a 24. Hard to read. Is that all? I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted, Harris. So, so tempted. Uh, Hell's gonna wander upstairs. <laughs> yeah, Squeeb will follow. Cool. So Halcyon first, Squeeb second. Who's going third? Tria will lag behind. I assume Crixia is staying down the stairs. Yeah, Crixia like takes off her backpack, takes a seat next to um, Foresight, um, and takes out some snacks and just eats while feeding Foresight. Yeah, before... don't let him near that crazy cloud. No, I will look after him like he would giggles. I promise. 
Okay. <laughs> Foresight does this thing where what? as you pull the snacks out, he tries to rest his giant head on your shoulder to like look at the food. Um before you offer it to him, and he's like <laughs> Crick's here in foresight bonding bonding time. It's all I need in life. Took his time magic, now gonna take his pet. Yeah. <laughs> Collecting pets. That's how I got Time magic is sweet mad. Life. You take his pet, <laughs> he will go on a murder spree. I think you've already, you're already kinda in line to take his auntie from him as well. This this a relationship there. I mean like you're single white femaleing, Squeeb. <laughs> I'm not the one staying with his aunt, alright? Leave me alone. Get up those stairs. <laughs> and as we get up those stairs... <laughs> single file, you ascend the stairs. Uh, house unit at the front, you open the door, and you enter a laboratory of sorts. The walls are adorned with dozens of glass jars, labelled and draconic. From the ceiling hang plant pots, their verdant flora twisting together, forming a canopy of deep greens, a colour few and far between in the arid landscape of Oaxaca. Head tilted slightly beneath this canopy is Lam Talith, the Pentorum Head of Agriculture. You see, for their position of power, a surprisingly young dragonborn, uh, a dragonborn woman, with dark blueberry colored scales she wears a very practical outfit that is equal parts alchemist and gardener Uh, reddish dirt and a rainbow of chemicals stain her sleeves and apron although all of these details are easy to forget for a moment as you all enter the three of you that came up the stairs you are drawn to her goggled eyes which are very large for her frame it's hard to pin down what color they are they're like an odd shade of gray And as you steer, an uncomfortable sensation washes over you. It's as if you are a specimen resting beneath a microscope, your every feature and flaw laid bare. Then she places her fingers together. Oh my, aren't you a cute collection of low-tier citizens? Like this setup to a bad joke, you know? You know what you get when a shifter, a bodin, and a goblin walk into a lab? Yes. What? What was that foresight? Yes, this episode was very good. Yes, I agree. Oh, people! You think people should uh, follow us on our socials of Lost Cause Pod? Ah, yes, and also never forget the email, Lost Cause pod at gmail.com yes yes good boy i'm happy i'm here with you too